Welcome to Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today, and don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now, let's get into episode nine with Maria Durso. We are back, powers and principalities. And the plague of the church is that generation after us, they're not serving the Lord. So many people's Mm -hmm. children, they want nothing to do with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we haven't been taught in warfare how to really radically stand up and pray for our children. Now, this is such an important subject for us to talk about today. Stand up. Radical prayers for your children. Maria is going to talk to us about going to war for our children. It is going to be a great episode. Having come from a childhood devastated by loss and abuse, Maria grew up thinking she could mask her pain with drugs. Her lifestyle could have left her hopeless and alone, yet God kept and preserved Maria's life. Today, she and her husband are pastors at St. Church in New York City. Maria is also an author. She wrote From Your Head to Your Heart and Ageless. I first heard Maria speaking at a marriage conference and just loved her. And today, I'm so excited to have her on the show. Welcome to the Gents of Motherhood podcast, Maria. Hi, Sharon. How are you? So privileged to be here. Yes, it's uh, it's so amazing to have you on the show today. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to dive in uh, with you and just to get all the gem nuggets that you have for us. Now, Maria, I am so glad that you're going to speak on this subject called Stand Up. And so I know this episode is going to be great because Stand Up was one of your written chapters in your book, right? And when right. we talk last week, you had mentioned about the nice mom prayer. And Stand Up also talks a little bit about rising up in prayer. Am I right? And so absolutely, can you just tell me a little bit of what do you mean by having a nice mom prayer? Well, you know, I think that we raise our children in church, most of us, uh, and we assume by osmosis that our children are serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, they know how to repeat Bible verses. Um, mm-hmm. They know how to say grace at the table. They may read a little devotional in the morning, but you and I know we must be born again, right? Mm-hmm. So as parents, we're usually blind mm-hmm. to our kids. We raise them up in church. We think by osmosis that they are saved. But truthfully, there's, they're little sinners that need a Savior, just like we're sinners that need a Savior. We must right. be born again. Right. So uh, I, I, at 12 years old, I start to notice my son's, my oldest son's countenance changing. Mm-hmm. And then because sin is contagious, mm-hmm. it started to go on to my middle son and then my younger son. And before you know it, I have these three kids in the house and I noticed that they're different. Like during the worship service, because they're the pastor's kids, you put them in the front row and one by one, they would escape. Mm. you know, the service, and I would be stuck in the front. Like, I couldn't, like, run after them. I didn't know what to do. Right. But 
my my whole time during the the service was ruined because my mind was where are they right but of course i couldn't run out because i have a thousand people's heads in the back of me you know they're watching all of this and i have to kind of stay calm Mm -hmm. so you know and like i said you know i would pray nice mother's prayers like they're good boys Mm -hmm. it's just phase mm-hmm. but they're not good boys and it's not just a phase that's what the enemy would love us to think right. that it's just a phase and one day you know miraculously it's just going to change and transform right but we as parents have to stand up yeah speaking about standing up now your book from your head to your heart, where your chapter called it, Stand Up. Can you just tell me a little bit more about it? Okay, so one day I was at, at this very dining room table, uh, kitchen mm-hmm. table right here. I'm in my house 40, almost 45 years, and um, I'm reading my morning devotional. Mm-hmm. And I read scripture, Hebrews 3, 6, where it says, and Christ is the head of his house. And then it says, and we are his house. Mm. I don't think I ever read that before. I've always read we are his temple. You know, that's kind of ornate, but we are his house. Mm. He doesn't rent from us. He, he, he owns us. Mm-hmm. And, and then I heard separately the Holy Spirit quicken me and say, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Mm. But you made it a den of thieves. Mm. And I thought to myself, what? How is that possible, God? I'm the head of the intercessory prayer ministry. We go out and we pray every night. And that's what the Holy Spirit said to me. You're praying nice mother's prayers. He said, you're trying to put out a nuclear war with a BB gun. Mm. He said, you need to go to war. You need to stand up. You need to pray and fast, a life for a life. Mm. So when I got up away from this table and I walked into my dining room and I remember feeling very stiff-necked and usually I'm not stiff-necked with the Lord. If he tells me jump, I say, how high, you know, like I am all in. Yeah. But I kind of felt resentful because I felt like, God, I'm, I'm always praying for them. And anything, the way I live at church, you know, we live at home. We don't live a double life. Like, right. I've done everything possible for these kids. Like, what do you mean pray and fast? Mm-hmm. So I remember getting this thought that why I felt resentful. I, I felt resentful because I started to think, well, you know, God, you say Billy Graham's son because that's Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. And you say Pastor Symbola's daughter because that's Pastor Symbola. But, you know, we're nothing. You know, we, we come from drug background and, mm-hmm. you know. And then all of a sudden, I get this epiphany. And I realize that faith isn't a fruit of the Spirit. I don't have to plant it, wait for it to grow, say the three right sentences in the three right order. You know, mm-hmm. all the mental religious gyrations we go through. Yeah. I remember thinking, wait a minute, faith is a gift from God. Right. And if I don't have faith, I have to go to the giver of the gift and he'll give me the faith that I need. I had mm-hmm. to confess it. Mm-hmm. So I said, God, I will pray and fast for my kids, but you have to give me the faith mm-hmm. to believe. 
And I promise you, in my dining room, he baptized me with this faith. And you know, like they say, in the days of old, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, feet. I felt electrified. I cannot Mm. even explain. And something changed. I went from using weapons that were carnal, like nagging and arguing and Mm self-righteousness and condemnation to now my weapons were mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. I felt this faith to really go to war Mm. and really pray honest prayers. Don't just pray their good boy prayers. Pray exactly what needs to be prayed. And each one of my sons specifically had different things that needed strongholds that needed to be broken. Mm -hmm. So I started to pray. And I'm telling you, when they left the house, I went to war. I Mm. prayed. And I went to church and I went to my prayer ministry and I bought a big piece of OTAG and I drew a bullseye right in the center. And I put their names right in the middle and I put other kids' names because we had a youth ministry and I was, I must have prayed for 10 years, God, give us a vibrant youth ministry. We had a, mm. a youth ministry and it was good, you know, but it, it wasn't on fire. It mm. just was not on fire. And um, I, I, I went to the prayer ministry and we put the names and I remember some people coming and saying, I don't want my child's name you know, in that bullseye. Yeah. And I was like, suit yourself. If I have to take out an ad in the daily news, my kids will serve the Lord. And we started to pray and fast. And I am telling you, I, for nine months, I fasted. Every time I went Mm -hmm. to eat, the Holy Spirit said, no, a life for a life. He said, eat, eat a a salad, eat an egg, Mm -hmm. cook for your family, You can make steak or pork chops for them, but you're not going to eat that. And I felt like I was pregnant a second time. And um, so, and and what happened was no matter what I saw, I never felt discouraged Mm. because even though I was fasting and praying, my kids for a time got worse and worse. But I knew that I knew I was baptized with faith. I knew that I knew that I was going to receive exactly what I was asking for. Mm. And then God started to reveal things to me. Like my son would come home and I would say, excuse me, I got to look in that pocket. And he would have a backpack with a million zippers. Mm. And I would open one zipper and I would pull out a joint. Mm. And I, now I had no more need to nag. I'd right. say, you have a good night now, Adam. Or my son, Chris, was, you know, I, I woke up and about two o'clock in the morning, he was sleeping at a friend's house. And I said, um, I called the house and I told the kid, I said, put my son on. And, and I said to him, my son, don't you dare look at that magazine. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with my middle son, like God was showing me things. And now my kids were scared. Because mm-hmm. now no longer their parents. You know, their it's like parents they're like, God. my mother knows all things. <laughs> yes, because God was blowing up their spot, you right. know. And, um, you know, there's a great scripture 
in First Samuel 1, 9b. Mm-hmm. And it's the story of Hannah and Penina. And you know, year after year, Penina tortured Hannah, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So the Bible says in First Samuel 1, 9b, one day Hannah stood up. One day Hannah said, enough is enough. One mm-hmm. day Hannah pushed away from the table of despair and discouragement. And she went into the temple. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she gets in there, Eli, the priest, accuses her and says she's drunk. But because somehow faith arose in her and she stood up, she started to think, I I would believe, she thought, you know what God did it for Sarah? He did it for Rachel? Why can't he do it for me? And everything changed. And she left that place with her face no longer downcast. And I feel like that's what happened to me. God baptized me with faith. So no matter what I saw, I wasn't discouraged because I knew that I knew that I was going to get what I needed from the only one that could give it to me. And I stopped crying over what I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And I started to cry out for what I could have. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Sometimes we go to church, but we don't go to war. And we have to go to war for our children. So why do you think it's so important to be radical in our prayer for our children, to go to war for our children? I mean, we say our prayers, and sometimes it may not necessarily be the nice mom prayers, but obviously as pastors, you're going to be in a thicker warfare, thicker spiritual warfare, because everything is going to be coming at you for whatever plans that God has set before you to share and minister. But I would love to know just from you, you know, why do you think it's so important to be radical in, in our prayer for our children? And like you said, you know, faith arised in you and radical prayer sometimes requires that faith, that boldness and that courage. How can we lay down those fears of what may happen when we make those radical prayers that could change the lives of our children? Well, you know full well, Sharon, we don't battle flesh and blood. We are battling powers and principalities. And the plague of the church is that generation after us, they're not serving the Lord. So many people's Mm -hmm. children, they want nothing to do with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we haven't been taught in warfare how to really radically stand up and pray for our children. Mm. You know, touching your children is a very sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. You don't want anybody to tell you that your children are in trouble or, you know, anything negative about them. So it's almost like the enemy's made it that it's taboo. And so it's like hands off, Mm -hmm. but it's hands off for us, but it's hands on for the enemy. Mm. And we, you know, the enemy wants nothing more than to have the the next generations not serve the Lord. Right. What happened in, in Joshua? The Bible says that the generation after Joshua knew not the Lord nor the things he had done. How is that possible? Is it that, we lack up. I, I don't know. I also know that many of our kids want the Lord because we were so strict with them, you know, and religious that, you know, they had a lot of resentment. Mm. I just think we need such wisdom mm. how to pray, but we don't have to let our kids really know mm-hmm. the prayers we're praying for them. We just right. got to look. Now, how has prayers affected your marriage and your children? 
well, all three of my children are now pastors. And I am praise the Lord. All amazing. My kids are the best preachers, you know, to me. They're just amazing. Mm -hmm. They're amazing. God. And um, so that's totally changed. I mean, when you have a marriage uh, with children in the house and they're not serving God, there's, there's a lot of heartache because, you know, like Hannah was barren, right? The Bible says she was barren and you don't have to be childless to know barrenness. Mm -hmm. When you're a mother, father that loved the Lord and your kids are not serving the Lord, you're barren. You know, you're empty on the inside. Yeah. So it's uh, definitely affects the home. Yeah. I'm curious because you both decided to have children after you were saved, right? And um, what were your kids' reaction when they found out your testimony? And did that affect them in any ways? I think that it affected them to know that, that they better watch out because mommy and daddy lived in the world and we're not dumb and blind. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's why they're like, she knows everything. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> now we we talked we talked about you know going into warfare for our children and you know not doing the nice mom prayer. What are some important prayer points which which you suggest for moms to say? I think, like I said before, you have to be honest in your prayers. Mm-hmm. If your child has a manipulative spirit. Pray that thing down. If they're mm-hmm. selfish, if they're lustful, you know, if they're angry, you got to go after that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I was thinking about this uh, a few weeks ago. We were cleaning the church and um, uh, part of the gas station where we do our grow track. Yeah. And I was given the windows to clean. And the windows in the gas station, they were filthy. And they had like tape on them and so they hand me this organic cleaner and they want me to clean these filthy windows. And I'm trying with this organic cleaner and nothing's moving. And I just said, you know what? I'm going across the street and I am buying, you know, bleach. I'm buying ammonia. I'm buying, I'm buying everything that is necessary to take this stuff down. And yeah. I think a lot of times we pray very organic prayers. Mm. We squirt a little organic prayer and we think that that's going to clean away that filth, but it's mm-hmm. not. Sometimes you got to get out the big artillery. Sometimes you got to get the, the prayers that are like Clorox. They might right. not smell ammonia and all of that stuff. And you got to get a scraper and I had to get a little razor and I had to take down that tape and it was freezing out and I cut my fingers. And sometimes it means getting some spiritual bruises but you got to do it. You know, the Bible says that that the kingdom of God suffers violence, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the violent that take it by force. It's not mm-hmm. the passive. Mm-hmm. You read the word of God. There's no, no one that prayed a passive prayer that won a victory. And mm-hmm. we cannot pray passive prayers. Right. We have to pray. We have to go to war. And I would encourage any mother uh, to, to find like-minded mothers mm-hmm. that... We'll pray together and really pray and, and we'll, we'll keep those things sacred, you know, not go around and talk about yeah. somebody else's 
child, but someone you could trust. Right. Maybe a few, maybe just one other person, but really have something where two or three are gathered together, you know, in agreement and one mind and one accord together in their togetherness. There, God's presence falls. Mm. And you have somebody that would be, I was fortunate. I have intercessors in my church. I trust them with my life. And we went to war, not only for my kids, but for so many. Mm -hmm. And out of that, my oldest uh, son and my middle son get saved. And my oldest son gets this vision, Youth Explosion Ministries. Mm. And it was just the most amazing thing. I mean, my oldest son was dealing drugs Mm. during that time. We didn't know it. Right. My middle son was graffitiing all around. My youngest son, you know, was making out with all the girls. And, you know, they they get saved and God gives him a vision, Youth Explosion Ministries. And he saw the building packed with young people. And when we decided to do it, the day we did it, it was a day after Thanksgiving on that Friday night. There was a line around the block to come in. We never had some kids handed in their gang colors and their their switchblades and young ladies were handing in their diaries and and all of this stuff and it was ended up being a phenomenon they wow. ended up being on BET they were in Vibe magazine they were on um they were on all sorts of media yeah because, because people started coming from everywhere to come to visit uh truancy went down in the neighborhood of the church, graffiti went down, dances closed. The people that ran the dances came to the church, they thought we were doing dances, but then they see these kids crying out to God. You Mm. know, the Bible tells us in the book of Job, your young men and your young women, you know, our children, our sons and our daughters, they're gonna dream dreams and see visions. Mm -hmm. You know, youth ministry is more than going bowling. Our kids have the capacity to really, you know, change a generation. Yes, exactly. And we've seen it done. And then my middle, my youngest son started Misfit. My middle son went off to be a missionary in Peru, miraculously learned Spanish. Oh, now wow. he runs our Legacy Center. It's just absolutely incredible what the Lord has done. But I believe it was because, you know, people stood up. The Bible mm-hmm. says Nehemiah stood up, right. you know, and he, he surveyed the land and he stood up and he said, fight for your sons, fight for your daughters. Mm-hmm. The Bible says Phineas stood up and the plague was checked. It mm-hmm. says, Deborah, I, a mother in, in, in Israel, stood up. Mm-hmm. You know, when we take it, it's when we change our passive position. Right then God changes on our behalf. Amen. And, you know, prayer changes everything. And just like the Bible says, you know, the prayer of the righteous person availeth much. And we just have to, like you said, it's a warfare. We have to keep fighting and getting on our knees and pray for our children because they are the next generation. And when you said earlier, you know, this next generation don't want anything to do with God. They're bombarded with so many things of the world that really just destroy them mentally and spiritually. And it is us who are responsible because God gave them to us as a responsibility to take care of them. And it is our responsibility to pray for them, to get into war for them, right? Um, And so 
you know, I kind of wanted to ask you before we end the show, is there anything that you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? You know, I read a scripture and of course it's from uh, the book of Samuel and it's about Hannah. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that she dedicated Samuel to the Lord and, and she left him, you know, right. to live on the premises of the, te of the temple. But the Bible says she dressed him in a linen ephod and year after year she adjusted the ephod to size. Mm. And you and I know that only a priest wears an ephod. Mm -hmm. So in other words, dressed him as a priest long before he ever did anything priestly. Mm. And year after year, she adjusted that ephod to size. So we need to start to talk to our children, not what they are now, but what they're going to be. Amen. And year after year, expand a little bit more according to their understanding the things of God and the plans of God for their life. Like Moses's mother, she had to put him in the Nile, but mm -hmm. she didn't have to let the Nile hit the boat, right? She took that pitch, that basket. She didn't have a boat, but she had a basket, right? right? And she put tar in it where it kept away the flies and, and it floated and, and, and prayed. When she put him in the water, she prayed. So we have to put our kids in the world, but the world does not have to get into our kids. But mm -hmm. I think too often we usually pray prayers from the, from the defensive instead mm -hmm. of the offensive. We're always fighting what we're seeing instead of fighting these prayers before time. Right. And um, so I, I would suggest that don't wait until, like I did, until they're already doing those things. Yeah. Amen. That's and not to say I did for them. I did, but they were very passive prayers because I thought that being raised in a pastor's home, of course they're gonna serve God. Right. <laughs> and it almost feels as though like I kinda noticed PK they call it preacher's kid. <laughs> they always seem to have that issue when they're raised in a pastor's home. And so um, you know, I guess it, it is a good reminder to just rise up, stand up and get into warfare for your children. Right. So, yeah, well, you know, we got so many gem nuggets today. Before we end the show, Maria, since we're talking about prayer, I would just so love for you to pray for all the moms out there. Is that okay with you? Yes, that would be awesome. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the gift of motherhood. And I thank you that our children are gifts from God. I know, Lord, oftentimes in the day we're so overwhelmed that we don't see the value in our children like you see them. They really are the tools to carry the name of the Lord. And God, I pray for wisdom, how to raise our children. I pray, I pray for them, Lord. I pray for eyes to see honestly exactly what needs to be prayed. We pray for the prescription of the Holy Spirit, oh God, inside of us to dose out the right amount of medicine, Lord, that will bring healing, oh God, and, 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 and vigor to our children so that they might rise up, Lord, and call us blessed one day. Lord, I thank you for each and every one. I pray for every mother, God, that you would give them a community of other mothers, Lord, where they might join together 
and pray God against those weapons in the spirit because we know that the enemy, if he can have our children, then he can destroy the name of the Lord, oh God. But that's not going to happen because we're going to rise up. We're going to stand up, Lord. And we're going to receive all that you have for our children and our children's children in the name of Jesus. Encourage every mother. Let them not be discouraged, even now, God. I pray for a baptism of faith, Lord, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, that they're lacking faith. Just let them go to the giver of the gift, God. Thank God we don't have to pretend we have faith if we don't have it, Lord. Thank God we can go to you, and you will give us the faith that's needed, Lord, because we're not asking according to our will, but this is according to your will in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much, Maria. That was so amazing. I, I'm so grateful for you to come on the show tonight. I'm sure many moms are going to be blessed by it. Thank you. You're welcome, Sharon. God bless you. God bless you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll also find show notes with actionable tips and links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately, he knows what you're going through, and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.